Today I'm going to talk about trust from a number of different perspectives. Um, quite a wide range of things come under the spectrum of trust, whether it's people or information or do you know what I mean? So there's kind of a number of different things. So we're going to we're going to cover quite a lot, but I'm going to try and take my time. I know that I go off a bit on tangents. <laughs> I will try not to do that if I can help it. Um, but as always, every week, um, thank you for joining me. If you're watching live, thank you for watching. If you're watching it recorded back, um, a little like and a follow is always appreciated. It shows me I'm kind of doing the right thing, and that people are there and watching and perhaps engaging with it. So yeah, so my name's Alistair and I'm a mediumistic life coach. These videos are not really coachy kind of things. I'm not saying that this is the way to handle things. I'm sort of going down a route of this is one of the ways of handling things and also being quite open and quite candid in my delivery of this. It's quite <laughs> personal. But this one's trust. So this one's quite an easy one, really. Um, so let's kind of, let, we'll get on track and we'll go through it bit by bit and work our way through. If at any point while you're watching, you've got a comment or you want to put anything on there, by all means do so. I will open the page that shows me comments, I think, if I can find it. I will find it in there. If anything comes up, my trusty compadre to my left will let me know. So yeah, at no point through this am I saying this is the only way to do things. Um, this is not kind of a, it, it, this is from a vlog perspective. Um, as a 40 year old man who's dealt with mental health personally and now works with people to help them with theirs. Not everything I've learned has come from a book or a document. A lot of what I've learned has come from other people just talking. Some saying something somebody says perfectly natural perfectly normal will just resonate and I go ah that's how somebody else thinks about that which I'm perhaps confusing but see we've already gone off on a little funny tangent um, so these videos are for an insight into what happens inside a middle-aged man's head a little bit because we never know exactly what's going to fall out and what references I'm going to use to <clears throat> make my point but they're also an opportunity for you guys to relate to it and kind of you know you're not the only one that has those things going through your head so and as always it's never my intention to offend anybody i do swear occasionally <laughs> it depends on what emphasis the words need <laughs> to me swearing is just an adjective um so don't mean to offend anybody i don't know if facebook has a beeping system probably not um right so let's get into it how important is trust we always we, we need to live in a world where we do trust people we have to trust the authorities we have to trust the police we have to trust the government we have to trust that when we go into hospital that the doctors will do the right thing or the surgeon will do the right thing we have to trust that if we're on a website that there's a little lock symbol there we're not being hacked we have to trust our neighbors that they're not going to tell people when we're out do you follow my logic trust is it's so ingrained in everything and throughout this talk, I'm going to use words like trust, honesty, because they, they are linked quite closely together, but not necessarily in the same 
bit. I kind of know what I mean. Hopefully you guys will catch up <laughs> when this figures out out of my head. So like I say, there's levels of trust. Now let's, if we make it so it's a personal level, we want to trust that our bank is keeping our information safe. At the moment, information is like gold dust. Facebook want information on us. Instagram, but that's the same thing. Twitter want information on us. All the catalog companies want information on us. Amazon want information on us. They all want to know what makes us tick. And that's information that we kind of think is ours and it's private. But really, it's not really. Because if you walk down a high street and you're wearing logo brands, you're advertising them anyway. So you're completing a survey visually of what you like anyway. So it's kind of, it's information that was relatively pointless at one point, but now we've got the internet and information farming. It can be put to use because it'll work out what adverts to stick on your newsfeed. So all these levels of trust. So again, we put our personal information into Facebook. So we've got trust on that. I mean, there's lots of things we can do, privacy settings, because we want that level of control and trust of what's going on. So all these different levels, I haven't even got to personal connection levels where it's person to person or person to an animal. These levels of trust, um, more emotional levels. I hope you all got a coffee before you started with this because it is called coffee and coaching. Maybe we should just call it coffee and chatting. Coffee and a chat. I don't know, it'll keep changing. I'll keep changing the name if I want to. Um, so let's, let's move on to more personal aspects of trust. Like I said earlier, we go to a doctor. We obviously want to be able to tell them completely, honestly, truthfully, what's wrong with us. And it might be embarrassing. So we've got to trust that they will handle the information respectfully. And that's where it kind of leads me on to a little bit to do with mental health. Because trust is a massive thing in mental health. You've got to trust the person that you're about to talk to or open up to about your anxieties, what technically as I consider to be my weaknesses. And you've got to open up and tell somebody these things without feeling that they're judging you without feeling that they're going to tell somebody else, without feeling that in the, inside their head they've kind of had a little chuckle to themselves. Now, a lot of this does come down to personal integrity. I get that. It's not all about sort of trust. You trust a doctor because they have the integrity and there's, there's processes put in place, or policies, sorry, put in place to manage our privacy. But privacy and trust are two different things. And as a personal example, um, a, a lad I worked with uh, years ago had confided some things in a school counsellor who then thought it was okay to tell one of, the one of their parents, his parents. There was no imminent danger. There was no worry that he was going to hurt himself or anything like that. He just needed to get that piece of information off his chest. By telling his parents that opened up a dynamic within their relationship that he didn't want. He wasn't comfortable with that. They're his mum and dad, the stuff that he was trying to discuss wasn't things he wanted to discuss with them. And that immediately puts that element of distrust in where you kind of go, well, great, I'll go and talk to somebody and they just end up telling people anyway. 
Because this, where trust comes in a little bit, this is where it comes in sort of with, um, if you want somebody to keep something secret or just not judge you in a way that you kind of feel judged. <laughs> it's effectively that, not being judged, but also not having them give you some sort of bullshit answer, really. You're telling them this not necessarily for them to do anything with it just to hold on to that piece of information because it's lightened the load for you a little bit but for a man to open up to anybody is difficult what men will do is they'll do off the cuff quip kind of jokes and hide behind humor and it could be anything from oh how's your day going well you know same shit different day that means he's having a shitty day but it's the same every day. But it's such a nonchalant way of putting it that we just don't take it seriously. And he probably doesn't want you to take it seriously. He's actually unloaded a little bit of stress and anxiety without having to be judged or counselled or helped in any way. He just got that piece of information out of his head. <laughs> um, so yeah, have a sip of your coffee. If you're here, a little like to the page and a follow would be appreciated. Thanks, cheers. With trusting a person, you have to know the person's nature to trust them. Some people are not good with, I'm not good with people telling me secrets. Don't tell me something and then tell me I can't tell anybody because my brain will immediately push that to the front of my head. In the same way that if I stand on a ledge, my brain goes jump because it's just the wrong way of doing things. And part of it is because as a child, I got lied to quite a bit and it was, it wasn't just out and out lies. I'm not talking about Santa and the tooth fairy. I'm talking about lies about other people that changed the way I felt about them. That changed the way, oh, I'll just fucking say it as, as it was. My paternal mum made up all kinds of shit about my dad. So as far as I was concerned, she had lied about my dad. And as I grew up as an older child, I learned this. That then meant my mum lost credibility because she'd lied. Her integrity had slipped. And I could see why she did it. I know why she did it. But that doesn't excuse the fact she did it. So at that point in my head, I vowed a couple of things. One, I would never judge anybody by what somebody else says. I judge them by me meeting them and how they interact with me. And two, in any relationship where it breaks down, there is three sides to a story. One, two, three, the bit in the middle. The bit in the middle is the truthful bit and it will be a combination of both parties' information. That also meant that as I grew up, I didn't want to lie to anybody. I also, <laughs> I don't have a very good memory. So if I lie to something about something, I've got to fucking remember what I've said. And I just couldn't do it. It was just no point. So at school, why didn't you do your homework? Because I couldn't be bothered. Well, that's not really an excuse. I wasn't giving you an excuse as to why I hadn't done my homework. I'm told you why I haven't done my homework. <laughs> Punish me accordingly and let's just move on. That was my logic. Because the truth was always the quick rip-off band-aid. It was always the, the quickest way to get to the truth or the point or whatever it is I needed to get to without disrespecting somebody else or myself in making up a whole load of 
story about stuff. Do you know what I mean? Oh, why aren't you home when we dog ate it? That just wasn't me at all. But that served me well in going for jobs and working with people because I'm, I'm not insensitive, but I won't lie to somebody. I won't blow smoke up somebody's ass to make them feel better unless there's a bloody good reason for it or they need that kind of piece of encouragement. As a for instance, <laughs> if your daughter wants to enter the X Factor and she thinks she can sing, if you don't think she can, don't let her enter. Not because she can't do it to that, uh, to please herself, but just because you're looking after her as a parent, being honest. But I get where that dilemma could come in with that. I could hear Penny saying stuff in the back of my head, sort of. But I'm, again, I'm talking as a man, as man logic, as a dad, dad logic. It'd be kind of, look, I know you enjoy your singing, but it might not be as good to everybody else as what you think it is. It's not as much mainstream. I don't know. Whatever niceties you need, but you, it is the honesty. I'd respect the honesty before I would respect somebody. Well, we, we thought you'd be all right, and then I go on there and make a fool of myself. Do you get my logic? That's my male way of working things out. Tactfully. Yeah, tactfully. You can do the lady vlogging later. <laughs> I get men and women's brains work differently. I see a problem, isolate what the problem is, and then try and figure out a solution to it. Um, so you've got to, where else going with this? Like trusting somebody's nature. People that know me personally will know that they can tell me anything. I don't judge, I won't question what they're saying. I'm not gonna tell them exactly straight away, well, this is what you need to do. Because it's their journey, they need to figure this out. And this is where slight differences come in between counseling and life coaching. It's your life, you live it how you want to, um, as long as it's fulfilled for you. Um, so trusting somebody's nature, we all know that there is people that are gossips. So as a person that knew this as I was growing up, they're the easiest people to tell something to that you might not, or people might think you might not want out there, but they're the fastest way to get a piece of information out there, the gossipers. So you're not trusting them with any information. What you're doing is giving them some information to pass on because that's their nature. So knowing that that's the kind of person they are, you choose what you trust them with accordingly. And as a simple measure, kind of, you kind of measure it as a, am I lending this person money? Am I lending them my car? Are they babysitting? Are they in my house? How closely connected are they to the trust that needs to be enveloped around us? You'd want to think you could trust somebody pretty well in your own home not to steal from you, but they still could go around and have a look through everything. Don't get paranoid though. <laughs> Um, so yeah, understand what you're asking somebody or before you get to that point of trusting them with a piece of information that you think is delicate, explain to them that in the foreground. So I'm going to tell you some stuff. I don't want you to tell me how to get over it. I don't want you to give me any solutions to it. I don't want you to tell anybody about it. I just need to get this off my chest and talk to somebody about it so you've already you've given them an insight into what you're looking for them to do the other alternative is if you need to unburden yourself with something that you don't feel you can trust somebody with 
find something like the Samaritans or Mind. Just find somebody random that's there to listen. Say that you want to kind of do this anonymously as much as you can. And then just tell them whatever it is and hang up the phone. As long as you're not down some dark route of self-harm, then you're just getting a piece of information away. This is why I say I'm, I am still in the mental health of trust area. Um, so it's how do we trust the people around us? I mean, I have spoken, um, I can't remember if it was last week or the week before, about you kind of have to have trust in a relationship. <clears throat> now, it could just be a friend relationship or it could be a romantic relationship. There's got to be a level of trust in there. But again, different levels of trust. I wouldn't expect anybody to trust me in a room where there's biscuits. I'm going to eat the biscuits. Because that's my nature. And understanding who it is that you're talking to um, can then depend on the kind of information you're going to impart on them. And building trust is something that people talk about. I've never really thought of a thing called a building trust with somebody. As each moment of trust arrives, so I don't know, let's say a friend says, can you lend me a tenner, 20 quid? <clears throat> the risk isn't that high because the value is not that much, <clears throat> but they now have 20 quid's worth of integrity to pay back, as far as I'm concerned in my head because I don't really want to ask for it back, they're going to have to offer it back. Do you get my logic? So I'm sort of trusting them to do what we've discussed at the beginning. I'll lend you this when you've got it given me back. Sorted. That's the deal done. That's the conversation sorted. I trust them to do that. <clears throat> but it, it could be different levels. Um, not different levels. I'm kind of going down the route of it's information. So we're trusting somebody with information about ourselves. Um, and let me get back on track. Hold on. I, my brain split off into two different tangents there. And I don't know which line to go down. So let's have a coffee, sit back and breathe, and then we'll go in again. So yeah, so biggest things with trust, I think is generally when people say it's about information. So a relationship of two people will be based on information shared um, and then whatever else brings their relationship together, mutual, whatever, okay? But we just stick with the trust bit side of it for now. And I, th I think personally, this is something that I believe sits more with women than it does with men and I think it sits more now with younger men than it does with older men because blokes of my age like we don't I don't think I get hung up quite so much on some of the smaller details within a relationship of something and this is a topic I'm going to talk about next week um, the literal topic of friends and how all of that works. So if we stick with the trust side of it for now. So as a for instance, let's say people on here on my Facebook have known me for more than a few years. There is bits of my past that you know. 
those people in my past you might be connected with. But only you can see my Facebook because you're a friend. So I'm trusting that person <laughs> with the information that is now on my Facebook. But it's technically the social media platform. So it's kind of not private, really. And what stops any of my friends showing anything that I perhaps didn't mean for somebody else to see to show them? Nothing. It all boils down to trust and somebody's integrity. To either not do that <laughs> or to do it and have the courage of their conviction. <laughs> I don't know. But it, it is the kind of logic is the two points I'm talking about is one is trusting people with information that they then break your trust. Do you then stop speaking to that person? Does that ruin the whole relationship? Does it change the dynamic a little bit or a lot? I mean, the, the worst kind of trust has got to be within a relationship. It's got to be monogamous, hasn't it? That's the biggest. It's a trust that goes without saying. What about um, two people going for the same job? Are they going to be truthful and honest with each other? Is there an element of competition there? This is where nature starts to, and people's nature will start to manipulate the information. <clears throat> because information is always powerful. If you know everything about yourself and everything about somebody else, you're more powerful than they are in theory with information <laughs> not sure really how powerful that would be to be fair but when somebody breaks your trust it's understanding which bit of the trust they've broken let's say for instance that person doesn't pay back 20 quid it was a medium risk low risk 20 quid doesn't matter but it has changed my opinion on that person so as another for instance people who will start a sentence with things like I'll tell you the truth I'll be honest with you why have you made the statement to tell me you're gonna be honest with me it kind of looks like a bluff at this point them kind of sentences make me a little bit nervous not because I've studied neurolinguistics or body language or anything like that just as a fully as it's just a loaded statement like when somebody says I'm not being funny but well, you are being funny you're gonna be an asshole now at this point but you've tried to justify it by saying I'm not being funny but <laughs> no <offense>. <laughs> <coughs> yeah no offense you're about to be offensive so it's it's the same principle i'm not going to lie to you means i'm probably going to bullshit you at this point and it's it's that piece of information that i want my friends to tell me the fucking truth if one of my friends watches this now and says dude you need to talk about this or you need to change that i'd respect that person for telling me than I would for not doing it and then later on down the line them going man I did watch it and then well, I did think it was a bit do you know it's kind of like fucking tell me now if there's something if you see something I'm doing when people used to come to me for dog training <clears throat> there was no point in not telling them the truth if it was shit it was shit <laughs> if it was good it was good and the bit in between is where we figure it out and learn <clears throat> and that's where the same principle of people I'm the kind of person that trusts immediately. I trust somebody immediately, fully. And then as I get to know them, I will fit them into whatever trust category they'll go into for who they are and what the relationship is. And 
what they perhaps do or what their job is. I don't know. Whatever friend structure they go into will depend on what levels of trust and conversations we go into. <coughs> Somebody breaking my trust and like information sharing or backstabby kind of things. That's just fucking normal. That's just people. And not, if you've gone through life without somebody stabbing you in the back or throwing you some, what do they call it nowadays, throwing you some shade, <clears throat> you haven't stood up for anything. You've not put your head above the parapet and said something confidently for yourself that's perhaps ruffled a few feathers. Because you can't please all the people all the time. And all those people won't please you all the time either. So with information and trust in them, you've got to understand that they're not you. Your level of expectation in the trust is either got to be explained to them or you just know it's a given. <clears throat> Generally, I think this is the kind of thing that um, affects ladies more than men, if I'm honest. Because men don't, we don't chat with each other, or at least men of my age bracket don't. We don't talk with each other about stuff. We all have random comments or a brief text message or a quick chat, but there'll be nothing emotional in that. There'll be nothing overly <coughs> in depth in that, unless you've set the conversation up for it. So as a, for instance, I might contact one of my mates and go, just going out for a walk, do it, having a bit of a chat, getting some shit out of my head. I don't know who I'd phone about that. I could think of a couple of people I could probably call. And I'm sure they would and they'd help and I would trust them 100% to give me an honest response back and go, you're being a dick, you're being a dick. If you're not being a dick, then that's good. And advise me on the, the whys and the wherefores as a concerned friend, if you like. They've got no one-upmanship. There's no, oh, I know now, know that about you kind of logic. And that's where I think I do, like I say, I've said it a few times now, I do think that's kind of ladies more than men. And the reason I say this is because I've said stuff in previous relationships that I've said and forgot that I've said it. And it's been freaking months and then it's been thrown at me in an argument. And I'm like, right, so you remember everything. And that's where I think women use information more than men do. I don't gather information on people. They're kind of they fit into categories of friend acquaintance um, and they'll be trusted accordingly um, with the mental health side of it as well I'm quite blase with my mental health and when I have spoken to um, counsellors and coaches part of my nature is to kind of go right okay fine you say you can deal with this shit and I just unload all of my anxieties, all of my trust issues, all of my mental health issues, and then just kind of sit back and go, I'll oh, deal with that then. And it's quite an arrogant way of doing things, but it's, it's my nature. So knowing that, <laughs> I try and edit it if I am in that situation, talk to people. But and the reason I say that is because blokes don't pick up that they're doing it. They don't realize that the way they've said it is aggressive. I don't realise that the way they're now standing, they're postured, they've puffed up. They don't realise because it's all happening subconsciously. If we're put into a corner, we're going to start, our posture's going to change, our voice is going to change, 
it's going to slow down it's going to deepen things are going to change because of what's happening the environment is there now that person's trust is in themselves if it's not in anybody else in the room it's in themselves so they've got to make whatever exit strategy works but it's it is that kind of having trust in yourself and that's where i think the basis of trust comes in you got to trust yourself you're not judging yourself so you can tell yourself anything if your brain goes down a rabbit hole of i don't know some dark piece of information that my brain can do this i don't want to use an example because they can be a bit um all right i will use an example i can be driving along a little bit depressed and my brain will see a lorry coming the other way and go it just takes three seconds and i will visualize the whole process wheels car the lot now that's my nature because my brain is quite <laughs> annoying in that respect i'm not i'm not saying i want to do that my brain is going oh you could and that's what it would look like it's trusting and understanding that i don't need to judge myself on that i'm not i'm not saying i'm going to drive under a lorry and for fuck's sake if that happens tomorrow it was an accident okay it's that's not what this is about it's trusting who i am trusting my own nature trust myself to do the right thing for myself in a situation that i'm not sure about so it could be that oh i don't know you go into a shop you start to feel a bit anxious if you're not with anybody you can just make a beeline out trusting trusting your own instinct which leads me on to the next thing when you meet somebody and you sort of think something about that person trust that you should trust it that kind of gut reaction and instinct has saved my ass countless times it saved my ass financially it saved my ass emotionally because you can see it coming you can see where it's, it's just not it's not truthful it's not honest it's coming as a facade it's coming with an ulterior motive and you can feel it you can feel it in your gut that there's just something not right with that person or you kind of go they're all right but i don't know they just don't gel now there could be a massive sinister reason for it they could be burying bodies in the back garden probably not they're just they're something that doesn't have the same connection and interest as you so you don't connect in any way so that you kind of gut reaction is hmm. but if you get that reaction where your instincts kick in i always trust that so where i said earlier i will trust somebody 100 percent straight away from the outset until they give me reasons not to so it could be something they say so as a for instance we mentioned earlier they say i'm not going to lie to you but that in my head goes off and then they come down a little chink and they go right okay they're probably not going to tell me the truth on stuff yeah. But. yeah it's always the word but it some people think it negates <laughs> whatever's come before it which it kind of does but it also doesn't it depends on how you want to use it however i do see the logic and it is that if you kind of go i'm not going to lie to you but it is that so yeah trusting in your instinct if you go for a job interview and you kind of think oh 
I don't know, it's just something not right. Have the confidence to say that to somebody. If they say, well, why didn't you go, why didn't you accept it? I don't know, it just didn't feel right. Well, what was it? I don't know, it just didn't. It's just trusting that piece of instinct um, that's been there from the beginning. But that can be a little bit skewed. And this is where, if you've had people abuse or abuse your trust, I can understand why people will be of a mindset where they need to build trust. But you're asking somebody else to build trust with you, having not done anything wrong to you in the past. So you're now judging them by a previous person's actions and their mistrust. I hope that makes sense. And I hope people kind of just take a minute to grab that, that it's all right to judge retrospectively and kind of go well if somebody looks like that they're probably like that if they do i get that we all do a lot of judging but in this instance trust your instincts if it doesn't feel right then yeah don't do it and that person breaking your trust has that ruined it as a friend completely or is that more about you imparting too much information on them or trusting them with information? Like I said, a lot of this is about information. I'm talking from a mental health perspective. We could go down the route and go, well, I don't know, you lend your mate your car, he breaks the car, he, when he brings it back, he doesn't then offer to pay for it. There's kind of unwritten rules. If you borrowed it, you broke it, you replace it. But that's, <laughs> that's within the dynamics of your integrity and your relationship with the person that you've had that kind of contract with if you like and and trusting them right let me grab some more coffee the other thing with trusting somebody i say that and then i forget to drink my coffee talking about other people and your expectations of them rather than who they are and what their expectations of themselves are and what they've got going on during the day and as a piece of information let's say for instance I speak to one of my mates and I suddenly impart a piece of information that he can now relate to and potentially not be comfortable hearing about now I've put my friend in a really tricky position because <laughs> they don't know what the frick to do with the information they've received <clears throat> I kind of backtrack there but I wanted to just cover that understanding yourself is important but understanding that you don't really understand everybody else I think is even more important because as for as much as I know that mentally I am broken I am jaggedy cogs that grind and it's an old gearbox going on up here and mentally I'm broken <laughs> <Don't arrive. laughs> do you know what it's like it's like a piece of when is it japan where they break a vase and they glue it back together and it's done with gold so it accentuates the breaks and that's part of the logic in my head is like every scar i've got whether it be from a dog bite or a bike fall or a tattoo it's it's a scar that i've overcome <laughs> so my resilience to it and that leads me to that piece of information I was talking about earlier, where, oh no, it just went. Oh, I hate it when my brain does that. I'll come back to that. 
hopefully it'll pop back in my head but it was about other people's the requirements you're putting on them you've got no idea what they're dealing with on a daily basis and it's you're trusting them now with more information so it's kind of my point is I never wanted to burden my friends with my mentality there's people around for that there's people you can call there's organizations there's doctors albeit not very easy to use but it's there so not talking to my friends too much about mental health stuff was more about not burdening them with the crap do you know what i mean it's a little bit like if every time you had a headache you ask your mates for a paracetamol they'd be like well you go and buy your own fucking paracetamol in my head it's that kind of logic but i get that that's probably my masculine brain kicking in there that's putting a little bit of pride and a little bit of ego in there because anything that i'm going to tell somebody that i'm struggling with is a weakness and trust me i don't like weakness <laughs> it's very frustrating so what about friends that you know are honest with you they always seem to tell you the truth they're brutal what stops them being manipulative because they're being honest <clears throat> it's all right being honest with people and having people in your life that you kind of want to tell you the truth warts and all however it's not it's not always how we can word this it's not always what's said it's how it's said and I've been in situations where I've thought friends were giving me advice and when you kind of and this is where hindsight is the most powerful thing in the world hindsight whatever you're worried about now <laughs> stop worrying about it give it two weeks and see if hindsight's kicked in because you'll figure shit out later um, and we never figure it all out until we get to the end anyway so yeah so people who are being honest with you could well be in being manipulative so it's again about trust is something that's constantly being measured it's not just a given because there's sliding scales to it so if you've given somebody a lot of information about yourself you've got that really kind of best friend that knows you everything about you that's a such it's a fragile relationship albeit seems strong and again i'm talking from a man's perspective because we only need to break that bit of trust once and share that piece of vulnerability that another man has and that'll probably do it that bloke's like you're a knob i'm done and it's and years ago i'll be honest when i was a teenager you'd have a good fight nice bit of fisticuffs get it all out of your system two lads would respectfully have a fight you'd either win or you'd lose you dust yourself off and you'd probably have a drink with them later and figure shit out because you were going through the process like men do but trust me we can't do that stuff nowadays because it's it's toxic masculinity which is another topic i'd like to cover at some point um where being masculine isn't threatening to anybody <laughs> being masculine is being strong and being male but anyway that side another topic um 
covered quite a bit. I'm not, what are we at, what are we at? 40 minutes. Yeah, I'm going to kind of wrap it up now. Unless there's anybody out there, um, I don't know if anybody's watching, actually, to be fair, <laughs> while I'm on live. Um, I didn't look. Um, if there's anybody on there that's got a question or anything about what I've discussed, by all means post it on there. I'm going to kind of wrap this up with the best people to trust are people who have got no memory. <laughs> if you know somebody that forgets, they walk into a room and forgets stuff, impart the information on them because the chances are they'll forget it. No, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. It is a tricky thing and it's constantly evolving. Trust is not a fixed constant. It's evolving, it's adapting, it's changing. And in my life, um, over the last 20 years, massive changes have happened. And in both those instances, relationships that had lots of trust in them are gone. They're done, dead, buried. Because that's the nature of the relationship. The trust's got, it doesn't, the trust isn't what holds the relationship together. It's part of the fabric within it, but it doesn't hold it all together. It's you keeping the information to yourself even afterwards, I suppose, is, is your integrity of that. The other thing I'd like to finish up with is bringing it up to date. Trust now in COVID's world. I don't know how much I can trust people on a hygiene scale just because I've had both the jabs because I work in care doesn't mean everybody hasn't I can perfectly agree with anybody who doesn't want to get it done if you don't want the jab don't have the jab it's your choice I don't agree that they it should be mandatory at all but because that choice is there and it's their freedom of choice I now have to worry about my potentially my own safety and I've got to trust the shops have cleaned when people have been in. The, the, I don't know, the petrol station have cleaned when people have been in. So many things now involve trust and so many things within the internet world revolve around trust. That, like I said at the beginning, trust is a really fragile thing and it's being open to it, adapting. Just because you've imparted a piece of information to somebody, that doesn't mean that you own them for the rest of your life because they know something about you. It doesn't, that doesn't, that isn't what glues them to you as a relationship. Your friendship and the other parts of the things, your relationship glue you together. Trust is just one part of it. And in the COVID world, it is, the trust filters right the way from the top. I've got to trust that what Boris is telling me is true. <laughs> I can't believe I said that with a straight face. I've got to trust that what the government, what the health ministry is saying is true. I've got no choice. Because it, whatever information I get from wherever it's coming from will be tainted in some way because it will be of that belief so you kind of have to trust that it is going to be like I don't know how to word it sometimes you have to trust that things are just not trustworthy and certain things certain constructs within society 
we know we can't trust them but we just can't do bugger all about it because they're completely ingrained in there and it's it's already rolling <laughs> the train's moving <laughs> don't stop in it now don't start singing so there's a lot of things when we start going out with less kind of covid restrictions um to do with trust trusting somebody to put their mask on to wash their hands to sanitize but then i also have this school of thought of well is it that bad i've now had both my jabs so surely i'm protected if, if what they've said is true and i trust and believe it then i'm fine now aren't i but there's still that area of doubt that goes through your head because you understand that sometimes what we put trust in isn't always trustworthy um, and I hope that makes sense I've kind of rambled for <laughs> 45 minutes um, so yeah trust is it's fragile but it doesn't make up the basis of your relationship find other things and other vents if needs be but yeah right let's wrap this up um, thank you for watching if you stayed to the end yay bravo um, a like and a follow to the page is always appreciated and if you've got any honest feedback by all means put it in the comments um, I will be here next week next Wednesday at 8 o'clock and I think I'm going to talk about friends um, the dynamics of friends how friends change over time and how I've had people that have been <laughs> not friends completely the opposite to a friend who are now friends and it, it's understanding that people change but anyway right we'll get on to that next wednesday i hope you've enjoyed it i've been alistair <laughs>